everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brennan McCullough and Matt Basta. How are you guys doing? Eh, a little poorer. You know, it's first of the month, so, you know, rent's just taking a whole paycheck from me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. West Coast, I love being poor. I guess we should also preface this with Matt had some microphone issues, so he's not on the best quality mic, but hey, yeah, you're I'm still sorry. with us. It's I'm cool. still here. I'm on my fucking toaster mic. Um, hopefully, hopefully it turns out listenable enough. <laughs> you sound fine. Um, this is a video game podcast, though, so let's talk some games. Uh, Matt, is there anything you've been playing that particularly stands out? Or I guess you also have some shit you want to rant about. Maybe. Oh, I, yeah, I could talk about I could talk about some some like news ish e things. Um, I really haven't been playing many games uh, earlier this week. Um, sort of my primary laptop kick the bucket. Um, I'd gotten it a very long time ago, back in 2010, and it, it has served me faithfully uh, until Wednesday, and I thought, oh, I'll just deal with it on Thursday. And then on, on Thursday, um, it, did, it was not fixed. And then I panicked all day today, and <laughs> I got back from the Apple Store, and now I have a new computer. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, and last weekend was uh, the, sort of the holiday weekend, and um, I was I was traveling, so not not really any games on on my side. I'm sorry, guys, I've let you down. Oh man, you need to get a switch if you're traveling, dude. Like that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I'm really tempted. Just oh, do it, Just do was, it already. Speaking of which, it was recently my birthday, and one of the gifts my girlfriend got me was a, a traveler's case for the Switch, and it's like it's just so cool because you, like, you can store your games, the Switch itself, and it keeps us nice and safe, so I'm really digging that gift. Also, you got a gift from Katz, who drew a little picture of you, and it's Yeah, adorable. that was adorable. Thank you very much, Katz. Thank, like, I don't even know. That was like our first like fans drawing anything for us. That was really cool. Yeah, Craig never draws anything for us. Hear that, yeah. Craig? What the hell? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> um... But how about you, Brent? Is anything you can like- tune in. You can tune in live too and get us to yell at you on the podcast, just like Greg. Uh, me. Uh, what was it? Animal Crossing Pocket Camp came out. Yeah, the mobile uh, game. That, that was one I'm going to bring up too. But go for it. That had my attention for a hot minute, and then I no longer gave a shit. Uh, that lasted really? like maybe two days for me, and I've already given up. I just, it's nothing. It seems like there's a lot there. I I don't know. There I just really is it though. There's oh, a lot of not. there's a lot of like little animal friends that you can invite to your campsite, and there's a lot of items that you can. All right, so you, there's like this llama dude. I don't know his name because I don't play him that much, but I know he's like a reoccurring character in him. Or he's an yeah, I think he's a llama, maybe an alpaca. Okay, and he's he's the carpenter. <laughs> he's the carpenter of the town that builds everything. And to get people there, you have to build certain things for them. So it's like he's building a chair and a lamp and like a bench. It's like all right, this makes sense. And then like, some people are like, oh, I only come if you have like a basket of fruit. Or, like, a cheese plate, like, for cutting cheese on. Or, like, a pizza. And I'm like, why is the carpenter also now the cook? Like, I feel like they could have easily just outsourced that to his sister, who's just a pink llama. Or any other character. But I just thought it was weird how he's building everything. And it's, like, electronics, housing, beds, food, instruments, electron. Wait, I already said electronics. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's weird that he's, like, you know, I know the game's not, like, incredibly filled out like an actual animal crossing game but like i don't know i thought that was just a cheap oversight um but yeah you invite new animals to your campsite and you populate it with all their shit and then once they're there you can delete that shit and put other people's shit in there 
and then you go around to different locations collecting items like fishing or bugs or fruit. So then to give to them to impress them more to come to your campsite. And that's it. Like there's nothing to it. There is no I don't know. It's it's like that uh stupid aquarium game you had, Doug, where yeah. you know, I don't consider it a game. But yeah, it seems more of a, more or less a relaxing experience, like something I can log into every now and then and make these animals more happy and shit. And I don't know, it's it's very cutesy. There's lots of like, yeah, the crafting, I guess you can get different outfits and shit. Right now my character has just the plain camo outfit and that I was like generically given. So I, I want to like, I don't know, improve my characters and build relationships in the game. And it also seems like there's some... Uh, functionality if you have like friends on your list that you guys can do certain stuff together I guess visiting each other's campsites and whatnot but I guess you're right in the sense that it, there maybe they're I'm overestimating and saying like oh maybe there's a lot there it's kind of just going to get repetitive after a while I'm sure but it's cute for what it's worth it's a free game and oh I guess it is kind of loaded with microtransactions which kind of sucks it's it's not the bad micro it's the kind of the understandable microtransactions of like you can do these things but you can speed this up if you pay yeah. a little bit. Yeah, which is fine. You know, I I have a lot of feelings about that. You know, it, it speeding things up I think is is some real bullshit because if if the game involves grinding to any extent and you just skip the grinding by spending money, if that's the same as like any sort of microtransaction because at the end of the day like all you're doing is just skipping a chunk of the game. And if the game itself is just like timer based for for certain parts, it's maybe a commentary on the fact that they need to improve their gameplay. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong with that, but I feel, I agree with like if it's grinding. Like another game I'm playing is Monster Hunter, and that is nothing but grinding. Like that is the entire game. And with Monster Hunter World coming out, I wanted to get prepared, so I bought Monster Hunter Four Ultimate. And they said, like, oh, we're not going to include uh, loot boxes or loot crates in Monster Hunter World because getting that gear is the whole game. You just hunt monsters, make sweet gear out of their bodies, and then hunt bigger monsters to make better gear out of their bodies. So with Animal Crossing, I I can understand if it was something like that where you need to grind to get an MMO, MMO sort of game like that. But with Animal Crossing, it's literally just... Like that aquarium game, it's like, oh, like Doug said, this, this is pleasant to just check in every, you know, day for like five, ten minutes, or maybe every few hours, and that's it. And I feel like the waiting really isn't bad if you play it like that. You just, you know, build something, order something from the carpenter llama, next day you come in, and it's ready. But if you're like sitting there like waiting, like, I, I need that bench now, I need to get the ketchup, the tomato looking duck in my campsite right now, then yeah, you can speed it up, and you do get a fair bit of in-game currency like given to you for the quests and stuff. It's not like they, the only way to get it is by buying it. Um, so I, I, it's I don't not think that terrible. matters, though. I mean, because like half the time when you have these these uh, sort of cheesy casual games that you know are are just chock a block with advertisements, it's like there's the in-game currency, and then there's the you have to pay for this in-game currency. And, like, you get a little bit of both, but you get more of the one than the other. And, like, at the end of the day, it's all the same. You're just spending the same money on, on you know, stuff. I, 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 miss, I miss the days of, you know, having to actually, like, sit down and invest time and you couldn't cheat. <laughs> like, it's not, even, it's not even cheating. It's like, it's not cheating. You're just giving us more money to not have to play parts of the game. Yeah. It's yeah. just a time factor in saving time. That's time is money, and that's what you're spending. Um. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but I think 
like if you play the game like Doug has, and like I thought I was gonna do, I thought I'd jump in on my lunch break or something at work, but I just already don't care. Like I've no, I've never been a big Animal Crossing guy, so this there's nothing new here that's hooked me in. Um, yeah, but if you do just check in on it, like maybe once a day or something, like then you won't mind the uh, you know having to wait for the stuff because you're not paying attention to it anyway. But I know with like Pokemon Go, like I didn't want to wait, you know, until I get more Pokeballs or whatever or incense, so I bought them. And I was like really too. trying to play it like an actual game where I'm just like trying to do the best I can and like as much as I can. And that's not how mobile games are designed, or or rather, that's how they were designed early on. And then microtransactions happened, and now they're mm-hmm. just entirely ruined yeah so and then now that virus of microtransactions is spreading to console games and pc games so it's not a game where i think it matters like it's not like you're paying to get to the goal faster if anything there's only four sites you can go to besides your campsite to visit other animals and then you talk to them there like to recruit them to your campsite and then they'll appear yeah if they're not there they'll cycle through the other animals and the only real time-sensitive thing is when they cycle. So I can understand you paying a certain amount of money to get items faster so you can talk to this guy and recruit him to your campsite quicker because he might cycle and you might not see him for, like, a week. Okay. But yeah. like, it's a week! It's, it's, it's Animal that's, Crossing! This is the whole yeah. fucking point of the game is to wait! It's literally uh, the game! I mean, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, that's the only time I could, like, see a reason to spend money on it. But that's only if you're super invested in it. But, like, it's not really is. But once again, we talk about this all the time. The microtransactions and stuff, it's not for just casual players. It's for the whales that spend thousands of dollars on these games. Like, yeah. And it's not just one person. Like, one person can play Warframe, which is a free online shooter, and never spend a dime. But for some reason, that person's obsessed with Animal Crossing, and they'll just drop a easy thousand on it instantly day one because they just love animal crossing so much so it's it's the same part of the brain and the same behaviors of all these people all the whales but depending on the game really changes on if they're going to be hooked in or not so yeah i'm on the opposite side of the spectrum i'm still finding it charming enough maybe i didn't play long enough to get like bored with it just yet i do think i'm going to encourage my girlfriend to play and see if like we can make the multiplayer like seem fun but I don't know. And there was also, it seems like, I'm not sure if there's like customizable stuff, but some, one really. of you guys posted in the Slack channel, um, the reference to Full Metal Alchemist, there's like a dog in there. Is that oh. like dog actually <laughs> in the game or is someone make their character that? Like, I don't Oh understand. God, no. Um, no, that was someone made it. And honestly, they probably Photoshopped it because I don't think you get those features oh. in the game. Um, okay. The- for anyone who knows Full Metal Alchemist, it's the it's the infamous scene early on with uh, Nina and Alexander, and when they get fused together into a dog creature, and someone made it. I'm assuming photoshopped it into uh, Animal Crossing to make it look like they're in that game. So it would be super fucked up if they did that, and I highly doubt it's possible. But I mean, you know, there's so many different like wacky characters people make out of the Mies on uh, the Wii system. Yeah, like they make them look like Zoidberg and like Mr. Krabs and all like all this crazy stuff. But I would, I don't think Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is nearly customizable enough. Like, you I'm really just thinking, what if it was like a much. really weird Easter egg and they were just trolling somebody and they like screenshotted no, it? Th- Nintendo uh, wouldn't have done that. They're, all right, Nintendo has a sense of humor, but with Nintendo properties, they wouldn't have done this. Yeah, they're not Arby's. All right, <laughs> <laughs> they're not Arby's. And you can only customize your character, like in all the Animal Crossing games, you're human-ish, like you're the villager, 
mm-hmm. you can't customize the animals themselves. Like, so all the other characters right. are animals and you can't change them really at all. Okay. So it's, I, I'm like 95% sure it's photoshopped and not customized. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's like any other time-based mobile game where you just go around, collect the shit, give it to whoever, wait a day, collect it all again, give it to whoever, wait a day. Like, and that's all it is. Like nothing, nothing changes. And then you customize, you upgrade your van. And they're like, hey, cool, you went from, like, a single-seater uh, van to, like, a six-person-seater van. Now you owe us 15,000 bells. It's like, all right, cool, that's <laughs> fucking highway robbery. You're just Tom Nook on a mobile version. You have three <laughs> And they're like, you, they're like, if you can't, <laughs> they're like, if you can't pay it all at once, you can take out a loan. I'm like, why am I fucking playing this game if I'm taking out a loan? I already got student debt. I don't need this shit. And I paid it off immediately, and they're like, oh, um... That was the game. Like, that was, that's the goal. You're, it's the same as every Animal Crossing game. Your goal is to get out of indentured servitude to these yeah. random asshole animals in the forest. So it just, I don't know. It's I, a weird, I, I it's see, a weird I can thing. see the appeal of it for some people, <laughs> but I, it doesn't hook me in. Yeah, fair enough. Besides that, uh, Monster Hunter 4, uh, I bought it on, uh, Thanksgiving because it was a crazy Black Friday sale going on in Nintendo's, uh, online shop. So yeah. I got it for like 12 bucks. Nice. So as of recording this, this is like a week and a day after Thanksgiving. I already got 40 hours in. Oh, Yeah, nice. I'm going real hard. Because like I said, the whole game is just grinding. It's just, if you've ever played an MMO and you kind of got an enjoyment out of that procedural, like going around doing these like fetch quests and stuff and just slowly upgrading your character bit by bit. Like that's all this game is. And I know I was complaining that that's what Animal Crossing is and it's dumb. But like this, I'm actually like getting custom armor and weapons and strategizing which weapons work best with against which monsters and making sure I have enough supplies. And then you have very finite uh, backpack space, so you have to make sure like, you're bringing really necessary stuff, but then not too much, so you can still collect stuff on the hunt. So it's really fun. It like it's a massively successful franchise, and Monster Hunter World's coming out in January for the PS4, and the PC release date still uh, to be determined, but. Get super into it, and it's scratching that part of my brain of like the MMO, like itch that I have, but I'm not having to pay a monthly fee or deal with just a bunch of assholes running around online doing the exact same thing I am. So yeah. it's really fun, and I'm glad I still have a DS and I bought it, like, cause I don't, I really have no other games for the DS except for Pokemon, but I'm, is really, really filling, uh, that void in my life I was missing from like MMOs, but without having to, d- do all a lot of the tedious dumb shit. Oh, totally. And yeah, I never got around to playing a Monster Hunter game, but this Monster Hunter World coming for PS4, like I'm really hype about. That looks pretty fun. And the beta, yeah, December 9th and December 12th, yeah. and apparently you can preload it on your PS4 on December 8th. So that's this week, listener. So get on it if you want to check that shit out. Yeah, I think it's free. And if it is, I highly recommend yeah. it. Because not only is it, you know, the first um, Monster Hunter they have releasing on PC, but they're also doing so much to change it. A lot of, like, lifestyle changes to make the game less, like, less tedious, where you're just going in, collecting, like, 15 uh, spiderweb uh, things and running back, making a net out of those, then running back out, collecting 15 bugs with that before they all break, then running back, fixing those. Like, they're kind of slimming it down. Um, in all the maps, there's, like, 10 zones, and it's, like, a stage. You know, it's only that... Uh, zone, and then if you get knocked out, it goes through a small loading screen, and it's a new stage. 
they're getting rid of all those zones. Um, I think they're getting rid of, or, or no, they can have multiple monsters in a zone now, but in the old ones, they'll just attack you and Monster Hunter World will fight each other. So the, oh, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot more. And like I said, I'm fairly new to the Monster Hunter World, but I've been watching a ton of streams of it because people yeah. are getting excited for World. Um, so I know a good amount, but I know there's a ton of like convenience and lifestyle changes for the game in Monster Hunter World that some of the classic like veteran players aren't thrilled about, but it's going to be a lot more enticing and welcoming for new players. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting and I'm super pumped. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, as for me, I've been, uh, I finally got around to beating Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with how it all wrapped up. It was overall an incredible experience and I really liked the game. Although some like personalities and podcasters that I really admire are saying like I think this is game of the year, I I definitely don't agree with that. I think it was like yeah. the one of the best Mario games out there, but I don't think it's like game of the year, especially with all these contenders we got. Which that's a hard argument in and of itself. But mm-hmm. this this game was incredible, especially the final boss fight, the way they utilize the hat mechanics and everything. It's this really exciting climax ending. But and that's the thing. It's kind of like Super Mario uh, Galaxy and Galaxy 2, where you beat the game and there's still more to do. There's definitely way more to do, but I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read a Polygon article where they're like, the game never ends and you just can get as many stars as you want. And I'm like, well, that kind of <laughs> sucks. I, like, I wish it was like more or less like, get all amount. these, yeah, a finite amount, and then like you unlock like the double ending like the final final ending and it's like, super oh, it's secret double exactly. ultra ending and it's basically like a teaser for like mario odyssey 2 or some shit and you're like shitting your pants but like <laughs> i don't i don't think you're gonna find that listener and in fact I, the article i did read and yeah when you brought up the last time we talked about odyssey you're like i saw someone dump like 400 stars into the odyssey at once and i was like yeah. how does that make sense is because they had already beaten the game and they were capable of doing that. You can't do that until you beat the game because yeah, in order yeah. to get there, yeah. But regardless, it it's a fantastic experience. I highly recommend it. A great classic title for the Switch. I'm looking forward to more stuff. Like, I really hope they got a, a Smash Brothers on Switch like coming down they the pipes. Have to. Yeah. They have to, and as well as Mario Party. As I know, we already had the discussion how they have a best of 100. Mario Party uh, the, coming yeah, for 3DS. Games. Yeah, so that just sucks yeah. it's not for Switch, so I have a feeling they aren't going to have a Mario Party anytime soon. But there's lots of indie games too. Excellent system. And then the last thing that I'm going to mention game-wise is um, also for my birthday, I got a $20 gift card to the PlayStation Store, and I think I already know what I'm going to use it on. I think I'm going to spend half of it on Infamous. No, it's going to be oh. uh, Everybody's Golf, if I'm not mistaken. That game looked so oh, that- goddamn fun. Is that the like golfing MMO game? I don't know if it's or MMO it or not, one? but it's like just like I don't know. It just looks like a really fun golf game that I know a lot of people were like talking about a couple months ago. So maybe it lost all relevance by now. But it <laughs> seems really fun, and I haven't played a golf game in forever. And the, the, I don't know, just something about that. That's another one. Just like I don't know, have a beer and be like, I'm going to play golf. Oh uh, no, this isn't what I was thinking. Uh, this looks like a weird like me like like Nintendo me's like on the Wii version of golf like. I don't know. They're they're clearly caricatures of humans, like they're yes. for cartoon style. But it's I don't know. They kind of look off to me. Like they, I guess they just look super. It's like a weird sort of uncanny. 
Not, not even. I would say like not even uncanny because uncanny makes it seem like they look human. Like the Polar Express is weirdly uncanny. This is just like super stylized, cartoony, and it's just like I don't know. They just look very forgettable to me. But you know what's breathtaking is the environments, like the actual courses. It's like fuck, this looks amazing. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at screenshots. The environments look good, but it, it, there's a weird like upsurge in golf games lately. There's a, like like I said, there's a golf MMO sort of game like. I think it's on PS4. Oh, isn't there? There's a golf RPG on Switch, and I can't think of the name of it. I know golf listeners story? are screaming. Yes, that's it. Yep. Yeah. And that's when I have an interest in. I'm not sure. I think I would like everybody's golf more because it's like a tra- like traditional golf game, like in 3D, whereas the other one's more or less like an old school Final Fantasy, but you're doing golf and shit. <laughs> yeah, golf story is like uh, Stardew Valley, 2D? but yeah. uh, based around golf. But I hear it's great. Like I hear people really enjoy it, but. Yeah, there's just this weird, like, upsurge in, like, a bunch of golf games. And, like, I've, I've played Mario Golf. I've, I've played a few other golf games. Like, they're enjoyable, but, like, I don't understand the collective popularity of it. Like, maybe one here and there within a year, but there's, like, ten golf games released this year alone. It's really strange. It, it seems to me like there's, like, waves of weird sports games so, like, every now and then, like, there'll be a year where, like, four fishing games come out. And you're like, who the fuck is even playing these? <laughs> yeah. Like, Bass Hunter 2018. It's like, <laughs> yeah, those games. Is it, how is this even a franchise? I really liked real fishing on PS1 way back in the day, but I guess that's, I don't know, probably doesn't hold, it doesn't hold up at all. It's, uh, I, I, yeah, I feel like it's related to uh, streamers and, like, the popularity of Twitch. Because I'll see, like, some streamers just playing a fishing game, and it's just as exciting as fishing, which, I mean, there's not but, any at all, because it's boring as shit. But they have, like, th- thousands of viewers, like, watching them just sit there, waiting for something to bite the, you know, hook. But, oh, man, that makes me think of Final Fantasy XV, though. Like, fishing mini games are kind of the best, though. I mean, especially if it's just a mini game, but, like, in that... That's what some- I mean, if it's a mini game, if it's not the whole game. But- yeah, but the cool thing about Final Fantasy was, like, sometimes I'd log in and be like... I'm just going to fish the whole fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get that, but it's just like, I get that it's kind of like relaxing. And like, I played Solitaire and Mahjong a ton on my computer before I was like, you know, played a ton of games. And then I just spent like 500 hours playing Binding of Isaac. So I get that like relaxive, kind of mindless, like you have a kind of a simple puzzle where it'll keep you active, but your like higher functioning part of the brain can kind of check out. Yeah. So it gives you like a monotonous task. And yep. I get that, but it's just like, I don't know, I'm surprised it's this popular where, like, this many, like, golf games and fishing games can come out all at once. And they all do pretty well, even though, like, there's Golf with Friends and Golf It, which are arguably the same game. It just one's even buggier than the other. But they're both doing pretty well. So it's just strange how people complain about games being identical, that, like, oh, it sucks that they just copied this game. And it's the same game, but for a higher price. But then, like, these, you know, mindless games can come out and do the same thing, but everyone's okay with that. Yeah, so I know just, what you uh, mean. That is kind of an interesting... Uh, it's like a trend, yeah. Yeah. But, but... And that's one other thing I forgot to mention about Super Mario Odyssey. I read an article that there's going to be a Super Mario Odyssey serial, and, like, it's going to have, oh, like, yeah. little amiibo codes in it or some shit. And I, yeah. as I'm playing the game, there's, like, this guy, you always run into this little robot. He's like, oh, if you have an Amiibo, let's do it. And I'm like, I don't. And he's like, all right, fuck off. And it's just like. 
I, I, listen, can we have a replay of that interaction? <laughs> can you edit? All right, here it is, listener. As I'm playing the game, there's like this guy you always run into, this little robot. He's like, oh, if you have an amiibo, let's do it. And I'm like, I don't. And he's like, all right, fuck off. <laughs> we don't get it, but you'll get it if you're downloading this. Yeah, basically. Oh, Lord. Uh, I don't know. It's That's the thing. It's going to be cool to be able to eat some cereal and then go plug in my game and benefit from it. Not that I'm sure it's going to really make a difference that I already beat the game, but that's kind of cool. Um, do you guys want to play a quick round of game? Or yeah, I was going to say rant before we play the game. Or do- <laughs> oh, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, what's Bren going to say? And then we'll have. Well, while we're right. talking about Mario Odyssey, um, I saw people play through it. And I think the reason you get infinite moons is a, cause the moons are so much less valuable in this. Cause there's so many, like you can just walk around and find one sitting on the ground. Um, so there's just so many, um, but also you can buy moons from stores, like just with coins. And you could do that in Sunshine, but you had to get a special kind of coin, and they were tough to find. And this one, you can just get them with regular coins, right? Or is it what? the purple ones as well? What has happened to video games? Uh, it's, what What is going on? It's Like, uh, Odyssey is fun, and I don't deny that. But it's not hard, and they completely devalued the, the moons in this, which are the stars. Because you can just go to a store and buy an infinite amount of them. It's with coins, not the purple ones. Yeah, so that's even worse. Like, so in this one, when you die, you don't have lives. You just pay 10 bucks in coins and come back. And then if yep. you have, a, that's and so exactly you have right. thousands and thousands of coins because they're useless and everywhere. And then you just pay 10 bucks and you can never die. Or you can just pay a hundred coins and you get a, a moon. So it just like, but then that's the one thing I was wondering at, like there's one item in the store that's 9,999 coins. And I have like about 1400, like on average. And I'm like, man, I should save up and get that because it's like a skeleton outfit. I'm like, that's fucking cool. I want to see what he looks like <laughs> in that. But then if I buy that and then accidentally die, like it's going to be like game over. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, fuck, I didn't have enough coins. Well, you, you don't go in the negative. You buy it, it and then you just step outside for five seconds and you'll get 10 coins. No, you'll get 10 coins because they're just everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. And I enjoyed seeing the end of Odyssey. Like there was kind of a weird touching moment with Bowser and Mario. And then he yeah, immediately just punches him in the face. I don't anything, but just, it was excellent. Like, it was some really cool, like, ingenuity there. there there's a c- kind of clever bit of character development between uh, Peach, Bowser, and Mario, considering they have had almost stagnant character development for the last, like, 15 years. Um, yeah, it's so just like... I definitely see why people are praising this game, but I was definitely off-put by so many people being like, I played 10 minutes of Mario Odyssey, and it's 10 out of 10, perfect game, like, greatest game ever made, everyone can stop trying now. It's like, fucking relax. Like, it's it's a good game. No one's denying that. But, like, don't immediately claim this is the best game of the year, and we still got so many heavy hitters coming out, like, and yeah. so many have already come out. Like, this is definitely nostalgia for Mario 64. People are saying it a lot. It's like, oh, it's, a, it's the sequel to Mario 64 we were always hope, hoping for. It's like, relax. Like, calm down. Even though, like, even 64 was great, it still was really buggy and, you know, definitely had problems. It wasn't a perfect game. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, in Odyssey, you can have all sorts of different costumes. Like I have the Mario 64 costume on now and it feels so nostalgic, but I agree. It's, it's, I definitely think it might be like top three games of this year, but I just don't think it deserves number one. Cause there are so many to consider. Yeah. And it, uh, 
I I'm still leaning towards Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I, I thought that was just captivating. I still can't believe that came out this year. That I feels know, like a century ago. They already had a fucking DLC come out, and oh. I haven't even played it yet. And I heard people like praising that even. So I don't know. I think they're on fire. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a great game, and you can play uh, Aloy in Monster Hunter World for the PS4. And oh, I so righteous so badly want them to put Geralt of Rivia for the PC. Because, God, that would be amazing if I could play as the Witcher in Monster Hunter. Oh, it would just fill my pants with cream. Like, oh, that would be a dream come true. Yeah, that would actually, I'm sure, make a lot of people happy. Yeah, I, I hope. I, I've been kind of spamming CD Projekt Red and, like, Capcom, who owns Monster Hunter, be like, hey, hey, guys, hey, hey, what about this? Hey, guys, hey, what about this? Like, I want it so Brent bad. starts a change.org petition and he's like everyone sign this if that will do it then yeah i will absolutely do that has though have they ever worked i should no, hope they do they never i'm do. not sure yeah it's i don't think completely so. pointless <laughs> i signed a change.org petition to change uh australian currency to be called the dollar do and yeah. that didn't happen so jesus christ um how about matt's rant uh yeah oh. well, so hopefully let, it let doesn't me, let me give go you guys for a, it. A, a very quick primer um, into something that's very relevant right now. Uh, and, and I'm going to explain to you why you should care. Um, loot okay. crates. <laughs> loot oh, crates. No. Yeah, no, let, let's not talk about loot crates because yeah, nope, I'll, I'll just did. get yeah. salty and it won't, it won't be meaningful to anyone. Um, <laughs> so, th- so this is actually something that's genuinely important. And I say that with all, all manner of seriousness. Um, net neutrality is something that we all currently take for granted. And it is very much under attack by the uh, current chairman of the FCC. Um, I believe his name is pronounced Ajit Pai. Um, so this guy's a real dickhead. Um, <laughs> basically, Obama, the Obama administration passed regulations that say your internet service provider can't fuck around with your internet traffic, right? Like, they can't say like, oh, we're going to strike a deal with Hulu and we're going to slow down Netflix unless you pay us more money. Or um, they can't say, oh, well, sorry, you wanted to use Google. That's not available, but we have this great partnership with Bing. You should definitely use it. Um, and it, it basically prevents them from being terrible, right? So it basically says a couple things. The first is they can't treat any traffic differently um, based on where it's coming from, where it's going, or what it contains, right? So they can't give preference to certain traffic. They can't say like, oh, well, you know, Skype isn't something that we want you using, so you're just not allowed to use Skype. Like, if you're allowed to send data, you're allowed to send data. The second thing that it says is they can't charge more money to allow you to do certain things, right? So they say, oh, well, if you want to use uh, Facebook and Snapchat, um, you, you know, you're going to have to pay us an extra five bucks. They're not allowed to do that. It's, it's not allowed. Um, Mr. Pie decided that, uh, this wasn't necessary and the market will correct itself. So last year, uh, after the election, the FCC basically asked for comments and they said, tell us what you think about net neutrality. Overwhelmingly, I, I, I hesitate to say millions. I don't know if it was millions, but many hundreds of thousands of submissions were left with the FCC saying, yes, we love net neutrality. Please keep it. It's good. It's fine. Just Leave it alone. Um, right. There were a bunch of submissions from bots and like tens of thousands of submissions from Russian email addresses, which said like, oh, no, please get rid of net neutrality. We don't want this. 
And the FCC has basically pointed at it and been like, look at all these people that, you know, don't want net neutrality. And on top of that, either there was a DDoS attack or the FCC's website was so wildly unprepared for this request to comment session that their website went down. Um, They blamed it on a DDoS attack, but then subsequently would not release any of the log files that they had. So like nobody could actually verify that there was in fact some sort of attack. Um, And their claim was, oh, well, the net neutrality supporters tried to take the site down. In reality, they just had not enough servers set up to, you know, handle the load from this. Right. So the reason why you should care about net neutrality, um, you know, even if you're the most hardcore libertarian, well, maybe not the most hardcore libertarian, but like if you're if you're a fairly, <laughs> uh, you know, moderate individual, perhaps, you know, you vote along the lines of libertarianism. That's fine. This is something that's agreeable. The ISPs back in the 90s, back in 1992, the federal government took the AT&T Bell Corporation and they said, you're too big. You have a monopoly on telephone and telecommunication services in America. And they, they split it up into seven parts. They're called the R-Box. Today, there's only one or two oh, of them babies. left, right? And so this big monopoly that once controlled all of America's telecommunications has re-solidified back into these handful of entities. Well, the, and the handful of entities are Verizon and AT&T. They broke apart right. and then absorbed the smaller parts. And, and like Comcast is in there somewhere. Yep. Um, but in the process, what they've done in this like brave new world of broadband internet, they went to Congress and they said, hey, Congress, if you give us a bunch of tax breaks, we'll go ahead and we'll be, build out a giant fiber infrastructure, Right. The idea was every American would have gigabit per second internet access to their doorstep. As we all know, that doesn't exist. But they still got all of these tax deductions. And so this handful of companies got half a trillion dollars almost in in tax breaks. Basically, the government said, we're just not going to tax you because you're going to build this thing. And then they didn't build it. And the federal government was like, ah, maybe hurry it up. And they're like, yeah, 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 someday. They, ha- they never had any plans to do it. So we've been paying them out of our pocket all this money all this time. Meanwhile, they've been going through and building out all this broadband based on copper. And what they'll do is they'll go in and they'll say like, oh, hey, Reading, Pennsylvania, we'll go in and we'll install Comcast Xfinity Internet service. But we need to sign a lease with you. We're going to lease all of these telephone lines. And we want it to be exclusive so nobody else can come in here and compete with us. And inevitably, the municipalities agree. They go in, they bring, you know, Xfinity, high-speed internet access to all the people of Reading, Pennsylvania. But now the municipality has a problem because if they decide, oh, well, we want, I don't know, Sonic to compete with Comcast. First off, they're not allowed because it's... Wait, the hedgehog? Yes. Sonic the hedgehog is going to bring you internet. Um, I, I trust him more. <laughs> everybody trusts him more. Uh, <laughs> so, so Sonic can't come in and actually build this stuff. And there's actually towns around the United States that are trying to build their own internet service, but Comcast is suing them and saying like, oh no, you're not allowed to do this. So they have a monopoly. So it, you may know if you, you know, own a home or rent an apartment, you maybe have one or two choices in internet access. There's a lot of places around the country where there isn't even one choice and you end up having to use like HughesNet. Um, 
I think it's uh, uh, Boston and Philadelphia, both Woo. major metropolitan areas have exactly one choice in internet access, and that's Comcast. Right. You have no option. That's it. Philadelphia is that's the so Comcast fun. headquarters. So yeah. yeah, it used to be Adelphia uh, was was the name of the company. Um, really? and they they threw a series of mergers with all these Arbox. Um, and so now we have a problem because in you know a, a self regulating free market there would be competition and the market would sort itself out and these companies would compete for your business and they would build out infrastructure and they would make things better. And, you know, the person with the fastest internet and the best customer support would win out. But there is no competition because they have contractual rights with every municipality in the country almost to provide their internet access. And these, these municipalities can't just say like, oh, well, Comcast, fuck you if you're not going to let us bring in competition. Because Comcast says, all right, well, Hope you don't mind having all your your residents without internet access. <laughs> You're a real shame. So now we're faced with this problem, right? Comcast and uh, AT and T have both said, "Oh no, we won't abuse net neutrality if the regulations go away." Meanwhile, spending tens of millions of dollars lobbying to get rid of net neutrality. AT and T had a pledge on their website saying, "Oh, we won't do any of this. You know, this is nonsensical. We're we're, we're going to you know act in the best interest of our customers." Until the day that the FCC repealed net neutrality this past week, uh, at which point that pledge mysteriously disappeared from their website. So we're, we're at a crossroads right now. If you like playing video games online, if you like enjoying content from providers that you enjoy, if you like using Steam and not whatever the hell Comcast decides to partner with and that you have to pay X amount of money to use, you should really write your congressperson or write an angry Facebook post educating your friends and family why net neutrality is important. This affects literally everything you do online. And if it goes away, we're going to be really fucked. <laughs> Just really, yeah, No one's really going to listen to us anymore. And that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> we won't even be able to do this anymore because God knows I'm not paying for it. I, I oh, was God. writing on um, the Facebook post that we were discussing earlier. Um, that, you know, I run Pinecast and Pinecast currently hosts a terabyte of audio and we push out many terabytes of, of audio data over the internet every month. One of the big frustrations with net neutrality for the consumer, all of the things that I've just said suck. They're going to charge you more. They're going to discriminate against what, what sorts of things you're allowed to use online. But these companies are also in this very unique position to, to double dip. Right. So they're charging you to use the Internet. But then they can also go and say, hey, Netflix, if you want to access anybody that's on Comcast Internet, it's going to cost you. And so now they're charging you and they're charging Netflix for you to be able to pay Netflix to use their service. So if I now have to pay Comcast and Verizon and AT&T and God knows whoever else who says, oh, if you want to access my customers, you're going to have to pay us money. Pinecast probably won't exist. It, it, that's just the fact of the matter. And it's not just Pinecast. Yeah. Pinecast isn't in some unique situation. Lots of services are going to end up having to deal with this. If you think Crunchyroll is a service that you enjoy and you want to continue using that service and not have them go out of business, or you want to you know, watch Twitch without having you know, commercials every 20 seconds to pay for you know, the extortion that these ISPs are, are you know, double dipping on, you should be really fucking upset about this. And again, it's not like, 
it's not like it's just like, well, it's, it, you know, they built out the networks, you know, it's their service, whatever. It's like they've been taking your money, like American taxpayer dollars have gone into helping them build a monopoly. And here we are. So, yeah, th- this is something that you should very much care about. If you enjoy listening to podcasts, if you enjoy playing video games online, if you enjoy watching video games online, if you enjoy using the Internet in general, this, this is a very critical moment. Well, thank you, Matt, for taking that time to inform our listeners. I think that was an important thing to do, and I'm glad you were capable of doing yeah, you that. Can, you can edit that down. I know I <laughs> yammered hey. on for an absurd amount of time. I well, think it was, you're passionate about it, and that's that's something good. So it's uh, I even stepped back because Matt could explain it a lot more eloquently than I can, and without me just going into a foaming mouth tangent rage, because I've done I did a ton of research papers about this back in college, and that was like five years ago. So I know how long they've been trying to do this, and all of the awful, 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 horrendous, nightmarish, unethical bullshit. They constantly keep doing. Um, I don't say it often. Like I'd say it jokingly that I hate stuff, but there's very little people I respect and loathe more than Ajit Pai and the horrendous corporate shill of a existence he leads. And I wish nothing but terrible things for him and everything he's d- decided to do with what he calls a life. Um, but as you can see, I'm already kind of uh, going into my rage. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I step back and let Matt explain because he's smarter and more composed than <laughs> I am right now. Um, but even, even if you don't want to talk to people, I know how, uh, much anxiety some people get about talking on the phone to, especially to a congressperson or anything. There's even a thing called ResistBot on Facebook. Yeah. And you can set it up to message them. All you have to do is type it out. You tell them, uh, a little bit of information about like who you are and where you live. So that way it just knows which congressperson to message. Then you can say you want to either message Congress, the Senate, your governor, the president, which <laughs> good luck with that. Um, and well, you, will, you just use it, Twitter for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just write into Fox and Friends and he'll actually see it sometime. Um, so you, you message ResistBot on Facebook and it'll just say like, who do you want to message? Write down your message, hit done. And when you hit done, it'll send it to everyone, uh, all the people you told it to, you the Senate, Congress, et cetera. And that's it. And it'll say like, hey, if you want to help out, it's entirely run by donations, but you don't have to. And it'll either message them, it'll send them taxes, uh, faxes, uh, emails. It'll just keep bombarding them. And what I do is I just copy and paste the message I did the day before. And I've just been doing this every single day for the last, like, ah, God, I don't know, weeks, month. So even if you don't want to talk to anyone, you can do that. Literally any little bit helps. Because, I mean, if you're hearing this, you're affected by net neutrality. Because you're using the internet to hear this. And just so much more, and it's it's absolutely just insane that this is actually happening, and it's so close to uh, net neutrality being repealed, and it's there's so much scandal and shit else going on. I would say there's a ton of other scandals going on that's just you know unrelated, but then there's also other scandals going on. I think to purposely hide this and distract people from yeah, this, because so much of the, so much of the general public don't know about net neutrality and. So much of certain outlets are trying to persuade people into thinking that it's bad and that it should go yeah. away, mm-hmm. and it's not. So it's that was that money that Matt mentioned that was being lobbied because I don't know. Yeah, it it is something that people are very uneducated on. Yeah, yeah. and it's just it's so insidious and monstrous, and there's literally no reason to get rid of net neutrality unless you are an ISP or getting paid by the ISP, 
and it's absolutely insane that it's even a debate. But that's what happens when people are. He's not. He wasn't even elected. He was nominated for a position. But it's ugh, fuck. It's so disgusting, and I can't stand it. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is look to a, a great example of a place with that neutrality is Portugal, and. All of the things that I've just described are things that happen in Portugal. Like internet in Portugal is a nightmare. Um, look, look it up. It's it's absurd. You ever you, you buy a new phone and it comes like preloaded with like the Verizon Navigator app. Like it costs seven dollars a month, and it, you know, and they like you have to go and specifically download Google Maps. That's what it's like, except yeah. you're not allowed to download Google Maps. <laughs> oh, God. Like, ho- I hope you like this brave new world that we're moving into. Or you could look yeah. at uh, China. Their internet's controlled by the government, but it's going to arguably be the same thing because mm-hmm. the ISPs clearly control the government. In our you know, country, the sad so. thing is China isn't as poor off as, as we are looking at becoming. Like, <laughs> the Great Firewall yeah, they, of China and censorship is obviously, like, a bad thing. But... yeah. When when They're you look off. at in the grand scheme of things, like the the sorts of fr- not freedoms, but you know abilities that they have with their internet um, and the choice that they have within China, it it's far better than the future that we're headed towards. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, then let's play <laughs> a quick game of game or no game. Yes. Play the jingle. Also, considering the last two weeks in a row have been dealing with very heavy topics, make sure to tune in on Friday for the best of Stumpers to fucking try and forget about the... Her- you know what? Don't forget about it, but just, like, give a break for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so we're playing game or no game. I got a couple of games here. Let's see if I can stump you guys. Oh, it's not the right conversation game. No. Um, let's <laughs> see. Um, do you think there's a game called Far From Noise? Far from noise. What? I... Uh, no, no. I I don't even know what that would be. So I, yeah, I'm trying to no. think. Like, like, like. This gotta be a bit. Sound games are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I, think it's kind of what game. we're doing. It's just conversation games, but conversations are just sounds. So isn't everything a sound game? At least on this show. Well, a sound-based uh, game. Like, one of the games where it's like, it's dark, and, and there's, like, little noise echo lines. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a lot of those. There's a yeah. stupid number of them, and it's stupid. They're the worst. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say no, just because even if it is a real game, it probably could have picked a better name. So both knows? Both knows. Sorry, Dougie, if that's one you came up with. Oh, but it's not. It's you can get it on Steam. It came out in November of this oh, year, Jesus. and what? dude, this is more of what one of these like experience games, and it's got a super stylized art style. And I'll read you the description. <laughs> Far from noise is a narrative set on the edge of a cliff where two characters discuss what it means to balance between life and death, and the characters are a car and a tree. Oh wait, so this there's. Speech bubbles coming out of the car. That's not people in the car. That's the car oh, itself. 
No, and it's not the tree that's talking. It's a fucking no, a, a deer. A deer. I don't know. I haven't played it, so I don't know. But I really actually, I did, wait, <laughs> wait, the funny thing is, wait. I did buy it, so I'm gonna play this. So I'll let wait, you guys know. First off, uh, for not playing it, it's a wild accusation to assume that it's a tree and a car talking, and not like two people off camera. But also, why did you buy this? Oh, because it looks excellent. I don't know. It I, does not. It I, looks terrible. I got it on PS4 for like next to nothing. And I was like, uh, during the Black Friday shit, I'm like, that's uh, hilarious. It's a goddamn car that's about to commit suicide. And it made me think of the episode I, regular uh, show. Uh, I still don't know if that's what it is. What do you mean? It's, it's He's on the edge of a cliff. He's like. Why would you assume a car is talking? Because it says, the, you see the, it's the car, dude. I'm telling you. It could easily be people in the car. You just don't see the people. No, it's a car trying to. <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm going to read more um, about this. This looks like a nice game for wallpapers. Like, it's definitely a nice minimalist style, but, like, that's it. Yeah, I like it. It's only, like, eight bucks or something, so. That's not worth that. Yeah. Okay, but it's a game. You guys were both wrong. Boom. Let's see. What do you think of college disc golf? Um. <sighs> That could easily. That be sounds. Le- that sounds legitimate. I could totally see that being a thing. I'm gonna say no, just to be different. I'm double checking. Um, <laughs> Can't you just write, look these games up, and just put yes or no? No, I do that for all of them, but this one was like kind of question mark. And this is a no. Uh, I made that up entirely. I was like, oh, what well, could be a game? And I just double checked. I don't think God that's out it. there. So, um, <laughs> what do you think of Ace of Seafood? Ace of Seafood? Yes. God damn, is this an Ace of Base reference? Or an Ace of Bass, rather? Ace of Basta? Um, I don't think it's a real game. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. It's a yes, and this game is so fucking cool, guys. Alright, it came out of April last year. This, like, meme, over-the-top, like, shooter game, but under Wait, the you sea. said it looked awesome, and then you said meme. I don't know, maybe not mean, but it looks like ridiculous. I think that's the best word to describe this, so I'll read the description real quick. Jesus Christ. In the seas of the distant future, humans have all but disappeared. In your current newly awakened state, you are no more than a piece of seafood, but you have also been blessed with a talent in leading your allies in battle, and you just do whatever it takes to become the ace of seafood. And there's like battleships and all sorts of like over-the-top just like laser fighting light shows between fish. So if that sounds up your alley... It's not Mimi, but it's extremely over the top, which yeah. is good. Yeah, it looks interesting. Okay, this this is a fishing game I could get behind. Yeah. Okay, what do you guys think of a game called Wrath of the Punishment? Wrath of oh, the Punishment. That's that's bad. <laughs> um, yeah, that doesn't sound amazing. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Um, Wrath of the Punishment. No, because it doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> wrath is punishment. Yeah. You never know with terribly translated shit, but no, that's, that's definitely true. no. Um, I only got a couple more for you guys. Do you think there's a game called Eat? Like Just E-A-T? Eat. Yes. Um, hmm. Uh, what kind of game is it? Like, console game? Like, no. Is it like a weird internet fetish flash game? Maybe. Hmm. <sighs> I could Greg saying Greg saying that it is a game, but also he's terrible at this. So I'm gonna have to agree because I'm also terrible at this. I say it is a game. Sure, okay, I'll, I'll go for it. 
It's a game, surprisingly. Yeah, it's actually by the creator, if I'm not mistaken, or the studio, the indie studio that was behind the Stanley Parable and some other stuff. Eat uh, is a free mobile stuff. game that takes players through a seemingly endless array of food, taunting them the entire way through. So I'm not uh, sure if it's like hmm. a real like game game. It's free and unforgettably weird is what I hear about it. So Eat. Yeah, it sounds like Stanley Parabola uh, level. All right, I got, let's say, three more. Um, do you think there's a game called Let's Not Stay Friends? Let's Not Stay Friends? I think See, I feel like this is a... I feel like this is a poorly translated one. I'm going to say no, to be different. It's a game, and you guys got to look into this. It's on Steam. Uh, you could save 10% when you're listening, uh, but it's it actually looks terrible. It, it looks Wait. like one of these... Uh, I was oh, totally a, teasing. It's, a, okay. It's an anime, like, uh, dating sim kind of looking thing, and I don't know. I'll read the description. Friendship is a wonderful thing, unless you're friends with a girl who has no idea you, no idea you have feelings for her. Inska, I don't know how to pronounce her name, a student <laughs> of magical arts is troubled by the upcoming outdoors exam and can't even imagine that someone might want to use the test as an opportunity to get close to her. So it's like, Jesus Christ, Mark, have fun and let us know what you think. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, terrible anime game. That sounds like up your uh, alley. Dog. I know, I know, I'm, I'm growing out of it. Um, <laughs> it looks Russian? Like there's like options at the bottom? No, even, yeah. This huh. is definitely like Russian or something. So it's a Russian anime. Like it's an anime <laughs> game made out of Russia. It's on Steam Greenlight, so you know it's utterly terrible and there's no level of quality whatsoever because it's Steam Greenlight. Yeah, let's not stay friends. That's a game. That, I feel like that was poorly translated from Russian into Japanese and then from Japanese into English. All right, I got two more for you guys. What do you think of Elderly Elderly Hippo? <laughs> no, no, I wish it was. No. Yeah, it's a no, and I, I was proud of that one. Um and then, <laughs> last but not least, how about aquatic golfer? Uh we just mm. talked about how many golf games there are. Would it be golfing underwater, like sea people golfing, or would it be golfing like on top of the water, like Jesus golfing? Cause I want both. Jesus underwater with a little snorkel. I could I could see it being a game. I could see it just being like a really artistic sort of like casual underwater golfing game. There's like fish and corals and Yeah. There's a lot of those LA game space games I got like that where they're just like kind of pointless, but they're just like really trippy visuals. It's just like, yeah, just float around and do this thing for a bit. There's no real point. Um I'm gonna say no, because we're at five to four right now, and that means one of us is gonna win or tie. <laughs> It's a no, and the thing is, uh, I just came up with that because we were talking about fishing games and golfing games. I'm like, ah, oh. and but, but when oh. you described Basta, I was like, damn, I would love to play an underwater <laughs> golf game. What the fuck? Although that doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> fuck. Maybe in Give space. Let's do it in space. All right, that's that's a better. Way Give me the four uh, four wood. Oh, it swelled up, and I can't use it anymore because yeah. we're underwater. God damn it. Um, but that's how we play game or no game. Woo! I win. That 
was a fun one, guys. Let's wrap this up with some plugs. Uh, where can listeners find you, Basta? Oh. Um, you can find me setting up a new MacBook Pro at uh, MarkChoy on Instagram.com. <laughs> 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 um, maybe I'll register another one of the. Maybe. Maybe I'll uh, purchase uh, Mark Choi on Twitter.com next. <laughs> um, you can find me at Matt Basta on Twitter. Um, if you're looking to start your own podcast, you can head on over to Pinecast.com. That's P-I-N-E-C-A-S-T.com. It's free to sign up. No credit card required. Free forever. And when you're ready for the good stuff, sign up for our $5 a month starter plan and use the code GOLF uh, for your first month free. Use the code awesome. Gal Galf Gal G A L F No G O L F. And how about you, Bren? Uh, I'm irrelevant. Uh, if you actually give a shit about this podcast, d- do what we said about the net neutrality stuff and defend it. Yeah, also do that. It, this podcast won't exist without it. Definitely. So, sorry to harp on it because it's literally everywhere on the internet. But that's how important it's this very is. important. Not only is it important for the podcast, but the my current job does a lot of. Uh, stuff over the internet and i don't honestly know if i'll have a job if net neutrality is destroyed like that might that would jeopardize so many jobs that aren't even internet based but just use the internet every day real bad real real bad guys it's it will ruin everything if it's gone yeah that was a plug well spent um and listener if you like our show uh try to tune in live if you feel like it we're at twitch.tv slash abt silence on fridays around 10 p.m we usually tweet about it and stuff so come hang out um, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at ABT Silence. So, and yeah, I think I'm going to be picking up everybody's golf. So you might see me streaming some of that instead of Rocket League. I've been just main in Rocket League lately just because it's a good go-to. But thanks for everyone for hanging out and chat tonight, uh, Greg and Katz especially. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to the best of Sumpers on Friday. See ya. Bye. I miss you. See you.